Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Fabulous and Female. I'm Helen Corsi-Cadmore, an award-winning business growth specialist, coach and consultant and a mum to twin girls. My podcast is about having honest conversations with busy, ambitious females about growing your business to have a better balanced life and of course, avoiding burnout. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Hello and welcome to another episode of a Fabulous and Female podcast with me, your host, Helen Corsi Cadmore. Today, I am super excited because I've got the most wonderful guest um, who, if you are watching this on video, will see she's in a very fancy, she's got a better <laughs> microphone than me and we've just been talking about that, um, but the lovely, lovely Charlotte Lewis. Um, I'm delighted to have Charlotte on as a guest. She is a fellow Welshie, which that, you know, is, is fantastic in itself. Um, <laughs> she is also an international theatre director and a public speaking coach slash consultant. We've had a bit of a conversation about this before, haven't we? About, mm, do we like the word coach? We prefer consultant. Mm. Um, and Charlotte absolutely loves supporting individuals and groups to look, sound and feel more natural and confident when a speaking challenge comes their way. And also, we are going to be dipping into um, some yoga and breathwork conversations as well, which I'm super excited about. So welcome, lovely Charlotte. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's so amazing. And we'll just talk a little bit about that amazing microphone. It's not, you. It's, it's not <laughs> it's yours, not is it? It's not mine. No, my partner, so it's quite funny, he's in front of the camera and I'm behind it. So <laughs> this is his voiceover gear that I absolutely <laughs> just steal for a podcast or whatever. I feel very, very comfortable. It looks <laughs> very fantastic. And if, if nobody's watching this um, as video and then just listening, yeah, just jump on. It looks very professional. <laughs> Whereas mine just looks a little bit phallic, just poking in there. You can see it. <laughs> From anyway, the corner, love it. Yeah, there we go. Right, I started not how I meant to be talking about <laughs> Perfect. Things. Anyway, that's deep dive. So, a little bit of information about you, but I'd love for you to tell my um, audience a little bit more about Charlotte Lewis. So, a little bit more about your theatre days and more about you. Let's get to know you a bit more personally. Great. So, yeah, as you said, I love helping people to look sound and feel more natural when they're taking on those challenges where things just feel like the volume dial has been turned up a little bit mm. and it's like the tension kind of gets to you yeah. and you start maybe speaking a little bit differently to how you normally would okay and I think it's come from my years as a theatre director so I absolutely love getting people prepped for stage doing something that they never thought was possible really finding some different kind of tune that they want to play on their piano um, and, and showcasing it in front of other people and that's where it first started really was I was working with really experienced performers and yeah. less experienced performers or people who'd never done this before mm. and I was finding that obviously you'd have to coach those two different people in different yeah. ways to yeah you know take on that challenge mm. and through that I was just adapting 
the techniques and some of the things, as you say, from like yoga and breathwork, I went off to become a yoga and breathwork teacher as well. And kind of mashing them all together and mm. seeing how could I help someone do something that they never thought was possible. Yeah. And that's where the kind of coach consultant thing comes into yeah. play. It's like yeah. for some people, they really do need that holistic support. It's mm. introduction to exercises they've never tried before and they can feel quite magical. And, and like you're being coached like a PT, I yeah. guess, in a new yeah. kind of exercise. And then for other people, it is just the tweaks that we can make the input that I can I can be the sort of mouthy audience member so then it is a bit more like <laughs> consulting because I'm yeah. like what What if you tried this or kind of rocked the boat a little bit yeah. what about this have you thought about that and they're hopefully then their cogs are wearing so that's where yeah. there's sort of a swing between those yeah. two those two phrases but yeah and, and as you say I'm a fellow Welshie originally from Swansea yeah so I think as Welsh people there's a lot of storytelling. There's a lot of kind of <laughs> speaking in mean. pubs and yeah. Oh dear. Land of voices or something like that. This yeah. is it, land of voice. And actually, this is I just remembered about the first time we met. We come from oddly kind of similar yeah. backgrounds, right? Because your family were greengrocers, is That's that right? It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And my family are they own a pie company. And so there was always this kind of customer focus growing up and like, Massively. how do we get, yeah. And how yeah. do we get better at this? How do we grow mm. our business? How do we make the harmony at work uh, between staff happen? Mm. And so I was just at the, the table with that. I don't know if it's anything like you that like, I don't think I've ever gone a day in my life without speaking about pies. <laughs> There's, you know, there's always a link back somewhere isn't there to to like childhood and and oh. family you know especially if you've come from a, a family business there's mm. there's always and and funny enough I saw um uh one platform I don't know if it's LinkedIn now or, or Instagram I think it was Instagram and somebody was talking about um uh Sharon fruit oh yeah no they said a, a purse persimmon I always and say I, Persephone. So yeah, <laughs> that one always gets stuck yeah, in my throat. I, see how long <laughs> I had to take then to think yeah. that. I was like, no. But I, I, growing up, I knew it as a Sharon fruit. And when I, I think I commented, I was like, oh, Sharon fruit, I love it. And they were like, Sharon fruit. And I was like, oh yeah, that's the other name. Yeah. So it's like all of these things everywhere link us back to, for me, fruits and for you, pies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do you what love it? What love, a combo. Yeah, love fruit. Can you imagine? Hmm. And that's, that's what, like... I think it was, I've sort of identified the moment where I was like, whoa, this stuff is really cool. How you mm. communicate yeah. uh, can can get you really far. Is so I was on the van with my dad, absolutely loved doing that as a kid. Yeah, and so imagine. he would go on, yeah, I was like the kid who got completely spoiled by every chip <laughs> shop owner. I was like, I should have <laughs> yeah. been enormous. And I would go, all oh, right, yeah, we'll go in, have some chips here, have some sweets here, whatever. And I would watch my dad and he's so good with people. Yeah. And I always remember him walking into, you know, one chip shop and being like, right, this customer's really challenging. So <laughs> uh we're we're gonna see if we can actually, you know, help her to look on the bright side today or see today as a good day or whatever. Mm. Um and I just saw this happen in moments through just him storytelling, the way he connected, mirrored. Yeah. You know, all of those yeah. things. And it was from a really genuine place. I think yes. that, that authentic place. So I just yeah. was like watching as a kid and thinking that is a bit of a superpower. Mm. And then as you get older, you just realize that 
it links to your finances your relationships yeah your like business everything everything is linked isn't it from Mm. from service and do you think that's where your inspiration came from then from your family sort of well your dad I guess you mentioned your dad most mostly there so your inspiration Mm. to to leverage what you've learned as a a Mm. child and step into what you do now yeah do you know what I hadn't thought about it until I started working in this way so as a theatre director I think it was a complete refusal of any of that world (laughs) it was like how can we go the opposite end of the spectrum (laughs) here um but actually now reflecting my Mm. both my dad and my mum my mum is an incredible uh businesswoman who spots people's strengths immediately and is really good at nurturing them so again it's kind of you you try and step away from those worlds but you end up connecting in some way don't you yeah you absolutely do yeah and what is it um that you picked up then from from your mum then I guess with the the connecting and understanding and seeing what people are really Mm. good at what elements have you picked up from that that you've taken into your business now Oh, that's a good question. I think it's just, it's exactly what I did, what I loved most about working with actors is seeing where they'd get the aha moments and like leaning into that a little bit more Mm. or where they suddenly just kind of relaxed and stepped into their flow. And I was like, oh, there's a, there's a door or a key there. Yeah. So let's keep diving into that. Yeah. And, and just the sheer level of kind of encouragement and and noticing mm. where someone is achieving something i think yeah. she she never ever misses the opportunity to credit someone fantastic and i think a lot of people she miss that lush. don't they yeah she's she, fierce. She, she, what? if she's listening yeah. to this she'll be like this sort of sounds like me but also the women <laughs> yeah. the women in my family have been really really fierce yeah I guess yeah. they've got to be though from yeah. a you know that industry as well um and, and <laughs> yeah. you know yeah my mum was the same like greengrocers and my it was mainly my, mm. my dad but my mum was my mum was the one that was there all the time yeah you, you wouldn't want to get on the wrong side lovely yeah, yeah. um but that's interesting though isn't it you Instantly, you think of it being that maybe this is my perception, but mm. a, the kind of pie world, then as such, um, is mainly a a male dominated dominated kind of industry. I don't know if that's true, but that's just the way I see it. Yeah, true? I guess it's that factory life. Yeah, that's yeah. associated with with you know it's really really hard work. Mm. Typically, kind of working class. Yeah, um, it it is kind of thankless and you do need to find some kind of easygoing attitude to Mm. do it um but then yeah there's other roles like new product design or um you know the kind of managerial roles that all of my family have kind of explored things like food hygiene all of this so it's just the peripheral stuff that I guess kind of disrupts that idea of like male absolutely um, and actually they're, they're just bloody good at it I yeah think women are really good at it they're really Definitely. good uh, my sister's gone into that industry she's again very good at spotting people's strengths knowing how to speak to people Fantastic. so I think it's just how do you function as a as a team really it yeah. just comes down to that and actually yeah. if you're not good at it you'll get sort of squeezed out of that industry so quickly yeah I guess you, yeah you, you you would and I think that's the same with a lot of the industries isn't it you know mm. if, if you if you don't step up and realize that bloody hell you can do this 
And I'm going to just touch on your theatre director days. So mm. I, knew, I knew this about you very recently, didn't I? And again, in, again, perception for me is mm. male-dominated <laughs> industry. <clears throat> your perception is correct. Yeah, yeah I know, yeah. right? And it's bollocks, basically. Yeah, <laughs> it's frustrating. And yeah. do you know the thing that I, I said to... Uh, a lot of people I, I say to a lot of people is the thing that I still come up against time and time again mm. is when I say what I do if I say I come from a background as a director mm. without fail someone will say oh so you're an actor really? even though even though I've just told you, them yeah very specific that's what I do yeah super spe- specific so it's very interesting that like oh well she must perform because that's what girls do and I never grew up in that environment so I didn't understand that like my my grandmother um on one side was very independent Mm. brought brought up two kids worked whole life and then on the other side uh actually I found out recently that my grandfather had uh oh gosh what was it he had tuberculosis oh wow and so was out of the game for two years and my grandmother ran everything so I never grew up with the idea that like this is for boys this is for girls you know I was really strong really sort of tough um and I think that just bled into theater I just went in it was like ignorance was bliss yeah and it was only once I was in the industry did I realize wow this is this is really male heavy mm. um and there's a lot of invisible work that women tend to do um and and don't blow their own trumpets about it no uh, I'm still so, what I'm so glad you do and yeah. it, I, you know I'm not here to talk about women's rights and all that you know, <laughs> what, what how amazing we are but I'm I'm just really glad that somebody's in that place so they feel that yeah I am bloody good at what I do and I'm going to shout out about it so, well yeah. that took some work what, um, I was going to say, actually, that was my, that was my next question. Yeah. How was that for you? Was it easy? Well, you possibly said no, shaking your head. Okay. No, it was awful. I don't talk about this very often, but I think now the more I'm doing this work, the more I'm like, actually, this is a really important part. Mm. I was theatre directing. I was one of the youngest people to like transfer a really big show. Mm. And through that process, honestly, I was vomiting. I was having really, really really bad anxiety. I had to go, you know, seek therapist support afterwards. For years, I didn't know what was going on. I thought that I was just broken yeah and uh, you would and... never know that Charlotte as well so you've well, done very well to come out the other side yeah this is it isn't yeah. it and actually what I learned was it's a little bit like when you have an injury or you know you you have something happen maybe you've had an accident and mm. you have to go through some rehabilitation to get strong again yeah I was always really confident kind of a bit like cocky when I went yeah. to university I was like everyone's doing everything wrong you know like I'm the first (laughs) one to say that really judgmental actually very sort of like okay yeah and then it was only I think once I went to do my master's at Birkbeck I was surrounded with people who Mm. were top of their game and I was I was the only woman there on my course oh were you yeah so it was me and seven guys which I actually like they're such a great group of people um, and it just so happened that that was like the year before it was like all female. So it wasn't right. anything to yeah. do with like, you know, the course. Yeah. But I think it was there that I started to think, I really want this. Mm. And what happens if I don't get it? And I couldn't just kind of wing it. 
And mm. I think that's what happens to people who come my way for public speaking support is they think, oh my God, I can't just wing this. I need yeah. to be like good. I need to yeah. be standing out from the crowd. I need to be, you know, I've got to this certain level mm. and I need to take it up a notch. And that's the moment where most people just back off. Yeah. Yeah. And they just on. feel like it's just, I just, yeah, it is that I can't do it or, you know, yeah. my confidence is not there. So, so how did you lean in and, um, you know, kind of overcome those fears, that anxiety you had? What what did you do? It's, I say this a lot to people, it's a marathon, not a sprint. If you have that level of fear mm. and it is starting to affect you physiologically, there is some some sort of habit that was first designed to protect you is now becoming, uh, or, or your instinct that was there to protect you has now become habit. Yeah. And actually that's something that we need to disrupt. So mm. it's a combination of things. And I'd be the first person to say that if I think someone could benefit from therapy rather than sessions with me, absolutely fine. Yeah. There's certain things that obviously a speech therapist would work with. There's mm. certain things that a vocal coach would work with. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't work with like vocal dysfunction or anything like that. Okay. Um, so it was a combination really of trial and error, going to things like therapy. I remember going to a doctor's and they said, have you tried yoga? And I was like, what on earth is this <laughs> yoga? You know, like crazy. Um, that, that cocky attitude like comes back. Uh, I just no. was like, I thought you were a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, very, very naive. Yeah. Um, and so I started to look into it and just start to broaden my world. And it was probably from uh things like performance like I went to Guildhall summer school and I had the absolute like I lucked out meeting Patsy Rodenberg who's like the head mm. you know person for like books on presence and sure, yeah, you know speaking yeah. and stuff she switched yeah. the RSC worked all over the world and I met her and had a and we had sessions so she was like straightening me up and kind of exposing yeah. me to these new feelings and I was like what on earth is this so yeah. it is a real road of like self-discovery and then it is just boring discipline and cultivating <laughs> that it is just getting out of your own way being like oh but I don't feel like it actually mm. doing it the thing that you don't feel like doing is actually that like a huge part of that road to recovery yeah so absolutely if you're afraid of speaking speaking yeah do it isn't it and it's um, that um I, I actually hate this phrase um it's one of the things I hate but like was it face the fear and do it anyway it, it, I know it, it really grates on me. Yeah. Actually, if you look into the sort of back story behind that, then it does make sense. So mm. I, I, I completely get where you're coming from. And I think the mm. thing with um a lot of the time with fear, it's it's there to keep us safe, right? It's protecting Ooh. us, isn't it? So we often feel that there's this whole, you know, I can feel it now. If I've got fear for my whole body goes into like yeah. tense mode and but actually it's there to protect us. So we, I would say lean into it, okay? Yeah. Lean, lean into that fear and go, right, okay, thanks for protecting me. Thanks for trying to keep yeah. me safe. Today I'm deciding not to listen to you. Mm. So I'm going to throw you off my shoulder and, you know, snap into it. Um, yeah. And also maybe like negotiating with it a little bit, like going, right, what's, what's like the worst that could happen? Mm -hmm. um, like if... Like, what's the deepest end, for example? Mm, yeah. And then, like, 
coming back a couple of steps and being like right well I'll just broaden the stakes like I'll do some of this speaking out loud to myself yes yeah Um, yeah yeah. a lot of people are very frightened to do that I would have been the first person to say there's no way that I'm doing that presentation out loud there's no way that I'm doing it in front of the mirror with me myself and I what if someone comes in (laughs) you know but then it's about like okay then I'll do it in front of someone else and I just hated it hated every moment but it is the road to like that negotiation it's a little bit like when couples go into what's called mediation and they go well you have the house and I'll have the this so it's like how do you negotiate with the fear and go well I'll give you this because I do think that's a bit big Mm. on this massive person's Mm. podcast or whatever yeah and then I'll I'll just do a little bit of this yeah and then you know gradually increase increase it I love that um instantly then there was took me back when you said mediation they used to say (laughs) you have the house I'll have the cds do you remember that? Like the CDs oh. were like, yeah, that was a thing. I'm probably a bit CDs. too young for that. Yeah. So it's like, or it was, it was <laughs> like, I'll have the house and you can have the dog and the CDs because you used to have like a <gasps> massive CD collection. Wow. Like back in the day. Yeah. Anyway. This is it. If they were vinyls, I feel oh, like we'd all be in that yeah. now. <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah. You, you can have the house. I don't want to pay a mortgage. You can have it, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah absolutely. Um, <laughs> This is what my brain does. See, it goes off on a tangent. I love, I love it. It's, it's very <laughs> similar to mine. This is part of the discipline process. Is like, yeah. actually, if you're like, it's very easy to get distracted by mm. the sort of shiny thing that we can do for oh, this. God, like, yeah. Yeah. you know, buy the big course or whatever. But actually, a lot of this stuff is just keeping it very simple. Absolutely. Going to, you know, a relaxation, sticking on a relaxation, actually going to bed earlier, the boring stuff. Oh, I know. <laughs> Let's not talk about going to bed early. I, I was, I'm very much in bed normally, 10 o'clock. That's me done. It's quite nice. That's late. Last night I went to bed at quarter past 11, <gasps> which is late for my husband's away. And I was I struggled to go to bed the first night when he's away. Oh, and yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know why, because I'm very independent, but I, I don't know, it's weird. And then my dog woke me up at um, half past one. And then half past two, and then four o'clock. So I'm like, oh wow! Not even my, not even my daughter's my dog. Yes, just wants oh. to go out and explore the garden. Oh bless you, bless him. I know, bless me. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Um, I was just thinking then of us uh, when you said about um, like speaking out loud to yourself. Mm. I remember a situation. This is going back a long, long time ago, and I worked for um. Uh, I can't remember, British British Gas and you know I would think I was like you know 18 or something just worked there for for a few months before I went um went and performed something else and I remember the first time I'd pick up that phone and speak to somebody and you're in a call center right so there's all these people around you and you're being recorded and I was like I remember picking it up and thinking and just talking and look at me now picking up a phone if you're watching this on yeah. um actually picking up a phone like that who does that um <laughs> picking up a phone and speaking and I remember speaking really quiet because I didn't want anyone else mm. around me knowing what I was saying in case I got it wrong yeah. and the, the fear of that and oh god it didn't now looking back didn't matter if I got anything wrong you know it, no. it doesn't matter but what sort of um and people still have these fears. Now, mm. I'm kind of, you know, joking about them, but they're very, very real. And that's why oh, you yeah. do what you do. But are there any, um, like, I don't like to say quick fixes, but like simple mm. tips you can you can offer to any listeners if they have got those sort of fears? If there's something built up around a particular activity. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I think, do you know, 
this is really similar as well when you're maybe starting your own business and you have to sell yeah oh god and yeah. you're like oh there's nothing worse in the world than yeah. <laughs> speaking <laughs> to this person on zoom or mm-hmm. whatever and I would just think like how do you make that environment more familiar and more enjoyable so if it was the phone call mm-hmm. um just testing it with your friends like saying to them right I want to get better at this or uh, just having a friendly voice on the end of the line is is brilliant also having a little bit of preparation to Mm. see if that helps for some people it really helps for other people they just need to get into the flow of like making a mistake and then jotting down so this was one of the exercises that I did in therapy and I wouldn't like recommend you like go and do this your own way and seek more you know help about this but it was observing what happened in the situation and thinking what's what's the inner thought saying what's my how's my body feeling what's happening to my breath just having that sort of self-awareness and then going how much do I believe this? And it was something like, when I first started doing this, it was like 80%. Yeah, hi, I'm terrible. Yeah. They hate me. And then switching it up and imagining that a friend was saying this to you and then just converting it a little bit and desperately trying to find the opposite, the antithesis. And I would sit there, honestly, for sometimes 20 minutes trying to find the opposite. Wow. But you're exercising the alternative thought, the more critical thinking. Mm-hmm. And so eventually I'd find something like, they probably don't hate me because of a phone call. I don't think I've any ever hated anyone because of a phone call. No. And so then I'd be like, you'd reassess how the percentage of what you believe it again. Mm. So it'd go from 80 to 75. Yeah. And then it's, it's again, that boring discipline of, mm. you know, doing this when you're in the car park and something's happened or doing it when you're in a job interview, doing it when it, all of those situations where, as you said at the beginning, you feel the fear yeah. coming up in your body. Yeah. And just starting to find a different angle. And eventually that will become unconscious. Mm. It takes it takes a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for some people, it is just doing the thing. Yeah. So there's different varying degrees, I think. And, you know, relaxation can help. Putting the interesting thing about yoga, actually, uh, and that I don't know many people know this, but it blew my mind when I first learned this. Yoga is a controlled stress situation. So when we're on that mat, we're being looked after, we're in a safe mm-hmm. space, mm-hmm. it's just us and the mat. If we fall over, it's fine. Yeah. If we twist and contort ourselves, the stress that's awoken, that is where the lesson is. How do we deal with that? Mm. And yeah. so you can build environments like role play and whatever, where you're like, pick up the phone. What do you feel in the body? Okay, how can you release that a little bit? How can you now talk on the phone? How can mm-hmm. you release that? So it's it's you know, adapting some of those lessons into different environments as well. Yeah, love that. Well, can we come on to yoga in a little bit? But there's there's a saying that um, that I say about when you you mentioned it. Um, those people don't hate me. You know, that, mm. how can they hate somebody? They don't know you. And something I always say is, I am not responsible for other people's thoughts. Yes, and that's or something that yeah, thoughts or feelings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not responsible for their thoughts. So why am I giving so much energy to that situation that Absolutely. I can control? Um, and I think a lot of a lot of the time as well, when I, I work with clients who are in the same situation mm. for different reasons, um, 
but also it's like you just can't do something yet right and I think we mm, just can't yeah. do something yet you will be able to do it if it's something you want to do you just can't do it yet um so that there's just two little phrases that I use that I know are mm. quite quite useful as well it's the power of words for sure oh god like, yeah yet it's one word yeah. it's it's like no if you learn to say no properly mm-hmm. with a full stop on the end Oh, I love that. That. A, that is a big well, punctuation is punctuation. such a like gift. Yeah. Because normally we say no question mark, no ellipses. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it starts. Is it, like, is it no. question? No. no. And no. people people know how to say it with their kids, with their dogs. And then when it comes to saying it for themselves, mm-hmm. it's tough. But it's, it's, tough. it's tough. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't need to be. And do you know mm. what? I love that. No with a full stop. Yeah. Right. And you can yeah. you can practice that. So a really nice exercise mm. is either to just put your hand, uh, j- just say no, full stop, pop your hand on your lap or, you know, just physicalize it in some way. You can be walking mm. around the room and then say no and stop. Yeah. Yeah. But physicalizing it is quite nice because normally there's a sort of erratic mm. inner feeling. And actually when you bring the two together, there's a... Um, yeah coherence I guess yeah, yeah I love that and it's yeah it, it feels more formal when you when you use a hand mm. as well it, it feels more like no yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it I love all this <laughs> absolutely love it it's the intelligence right. of the body we forget we do we massively do and just simple things as well just like grounding your feet you know putting mm. your putting both your feet flat on the floor if I'm ever going to start working with somebody I will say if you can Put your feet flat on the floor so Absolutely. you feel more grounded. And it instantly makes you feel more comfortable, doesn't it? Mm. So I love that. Right. Okay. Let's lean into a little bit about <clears throat> the yoga and the breath work and how you mm. work that into your coaching or consultancy practice. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, so go on. <laughs> I no, just to give a bit of context of why it happened. So I had a really yeah. busy year. And I think yoga had really helped me. And I thought, you know what? I'm just big, big fat challenge. Yeah. I'm going to do my 200 hour training and it isn't for everyone. And you don't have to be a yoga teacher afterwards. And I didn't really think about being a yoga teacher afterwards. I just thought this could really help with theater. Mm. Um, And so I had Women of the World Festival. We did the first one of those in in Wales and Mm -hmm. then also processions which was a huge event and then literally I finished it I think on the weekend and then by the Wednesday I was off to the Himalayas and super super lucky really cold it was sort of December time oh god yeah would have been bloody freezing (laughs) yes yeah but what did you expect though really really cold Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, just a bit of context, really. And again, it comes from all of these amazing people that I just managed to work with, like Patsy Rodenberg, other voice teachers, that it all related yeah. back to okay. yoga, to breathing, mm. to mm. the expertise of your body and your breath. Yeah. yeah. It's um, interesting because I've only been practicing yoga now for... Oh, it's probably just coming up to a year actually um oh. yeah and you know it's interesting because whenever I go on the mat I'm I'm still find myself not being able to do so much but I, I actually don't care I love the oh, fact that you said it's just me good. and the mat it's you know 
if I sometimes I struggle to even do a downward dog and I'm like yeah. what's going on my body today yeah but I lean into it and it's like everything's everything's okay I know mm. I'm safe so everything's okay um and I went on a breathwork course um just before we moved actually so maybe July end of July um loved it yeah absolutely loved it and I've really noticed now everything in my breath. I I'm really conscious of mm. the way I used to breathe and and how different it is, especially when I'm um when I'm when I'm in a state of you know heightened state. Yeah. Uh, and so, God, sometimes I still get fearful, and you know I'm human. I get nervous about things, and yeah. I really really look at my breath and what mm. it's doing for me and what yeah what what it can do for me rather than mm. what it can't and I you might know this and I'm sure it's true but are we supposed to only breathe something like six times a minute like proper breaths I would say that's, just made that up? that's quite low yeah yeah I might have made that <laughs> it's, it's I think it, within sort of 30 seconds it's around it, it is around probably between four and Eight maybe, times. maybe it was 30 seconds then oh yeah Six, okay yeah but maybe it not, was but again there's no kind of should there's just no. informa- information yeah um and I, I call it breath work but really it is pranayama which is the strand of breathing breath awareness uh in yoga mm. prana is the life force or the energy in the body or you know some people in the chinese medicine world would call it chi yeah and yama is control or guidance so the trick is exactly what you were saying there is like to notice and then guide Mm, okay uh, yeah the the breath because the breath is the conduit of the energy Mm, Uh, and so if you can sort of I always liken it to a bit of a fire triangle the body breath and voice if you can grapple with one yeah. the others kind of follow suit or if you've got two the other one will come along so say exactly your example ground your feet mm. lower your breath your voice is going to sound different yeah which is great absolutely so, it's it's really interesting because a lot of people don't know that I'm actually a um qualified master hypnotherapist mm. and I, I absolutely love it because I think it's so powerful but my voice is is not like I'm on this podcast you know I'm always very yeah. you know not loud but I'm quite you know, bubbly and such, but actually the difference in what you do with just slowing your whole your whole body, your breathing. Um, yeah, it's just it's and, amazing. And your intention, that's mm. what's different there. Because yes. on a podcast, your intention is to inspire, to rejuvenate, to re- yeah. revivify, whatever. And and so your whole body and your breath and your voice is tapped into that. Mm. Whereas with hypnotism, it's mm. I'm saying like to calm yeah to stand away from certain thoughts or whatever it'll have a yeah. different a different intention basically yeah. a different mission absolutely you're right it's completely right so um let's go back a bit so now <laughs> you are a public speaking coach consultant if somebody mm-hmm. was like okay Charlotte I am shit scared of speaking out. I I want to, my next goal is to really, really grow my business. And I want to speak on a stage in front of mm. 200 people. Would you give them the same advice um, as 
somebody has said, right, I've got to, I've got to give a presentation to my um, senior leaders in, in my job tomorrow. Would the, would the tips or tricks or advice you give them be the same? Do you know what? I haven't thought about that, but <laughs> Just actually, throwing this question out there. Yeah, that's a really great question yeah. because the principles are the same mm. because I think it, it matters whether you're speaking to one or 1000, mm. they matter. Yeah. And they're so, both very different, aren't they? Both, yeah. one, seems, one seems really big and like in a mm. big audience, but actually the person's got to give a presentation to maybe three people. That's really big to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they'll have different kind of points of expertise that they're starting on. So I mm. often say there's two groups of people that I typically help. The ones who are absolutely terrified and have never done anything like this before and really want to. And then the ones who have a bit more experience, they're a bit yeah. more confident, but they don't quite know how to now take their speaking to the next level. So like with a performer, yeah. like what we just talked about there, we talk about intention, mm. like we're we're talking about things like um how can you do something to the audience or you know that sort of transitive verb which we do with performers so yeah. we'll say you, you know i i do i am doing this to someone and how does that change them because that's okay. our mission as people isn't it to kind of say something to achieve something yeah yeah uh, there's, there's like a target and as you said before we're not in charge of other people's feelings but we we do we, we, do we assume say, we are yeah <laughs> and we hope that you know if the if the verb is something like to inspire mm. to motivate to educate you know those are all really worthy missions so yeah I think they would be sort of similar things and then it would be how do you deal with certain things in that environment mm. so like for someone as you say who's really nervous how do we get their muscle memory yeah. to feel like this is exciting rather mm. than nervous now there's a big kind of cliche phrase that's banded about they're like fear and excitement are the same thing yeah and it is true that they're physiologically very mm. similar but if you don't have preparation, you won't feel excited. Yeah. I guarantee you the switch that happened for me was when I was so prepared that I felt like I could walk in there and handle anything that happened and Amazing. actually have fun with it. Yeah. It's like yeah, spinning yeah, yeah. plates. It's like if I said to you, go and spin those plates, if you've never done that before <laughs> and you don't know the strategies, you're going to go, oh, my God, I'm just going to try my best and, tr and you know, wish for the best mm -hmm. yeah um but if I gave you some strategies you'd you'd have a better chance and Absolutely. actually you might find it fun yeah developing that skill oh uh, yeah I love that and it's just taking me back actually so um board breaking I, I've actually broken a board with my hands oh that... I was like what is that that <laughs> board breaking that's amazing yeah. it is amazing and that was all um you know when you see somebody and go right on oh, you're on TV and they like just go like that. They just break a ball and you're like, they must, it must already broken. But actually, yeah. it's the power of a strategy and mm. understanding those steps you've got to take just to be able to do that. It all comes from, oh, everything comes from our brain, obviously, but everything that we tell ourselves, you know, comes from our brain. Mm. And the strategies that we put in place will help you mm. to be that inspiring person to educate, whatever you said. So, mm. yeah, I love that. I love mm. that. There's so okay. much at our disposal that a lot of us walk around completely unconscious of things yeah. like vi visual and vocal brand, like yeah. how how we 
ground ourselves how we're Mm -hmm. using gesture how we're looking from a facial expression point of view and then the sound of our voice yeah how we can control that the content of what we speak like this it's like learning an instrument but we all just Mm. go oh we should just be amazing at it well there's a reason why actors are on stage and you're compelled versus you know when you're watching a pre- presentation and you're like, oh God, I wish this was over. Yeah. <laughs> My TED talks are so compelling. Yeah. And the keynote speech at your quarterly review, is it? Mm. It's just, <laughs> well, that's so bloody true, isn't it? It is, yeah. Unless unless you're really interested in the <laughs> your quarterly review. It's like, you're yeah. not going to be as engaged, are you? You know, it's mm. not going to be something that really excites you. Um, okay, amazing. So what direction are you heading in now? What is there anything that you're you've got coming up that um can help people in all different stages of their public speaking sort of um goals? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm taking on clients at the moment, which I haven't been like for a little while. Uh so most people choose to work with me monthly okay. so that they can have like a deep dive session and then they get the peripheral support and it just feels like you've got someone on your side a little bit like obviously yeah. when you coach people I'm sure in terms of like events and things like that I'm just excited to see what kind of comes up yeah, yeah and and be inspired by it but there is there's a couple of things irons in the fire Amazing. That, amazing. Uh, you, yeah. You've just moved house as well. So you're just yeah. in the process of getting yourself sorted in a, yeah. in a house. And I don't think people realise how much headspace that actually takes. It's, do you know what? I've never thought so much about, you know, bathroom <laughs> wall sealant in my life. <laughs> Slash ever. Ever. So, yeah, and yeah. sort of sympathy. <laughs> we need to get it out of your head, don't we? We need to get it out of your head. Yeah, okay. there's loads going on. I think there's some lovely events around Cardiff and things. And mm. yeah, I'm just really excited to keep being a part of them. Amazing. Amazing. Can you give us um, a a bit of a case study? I'd love for the audience to know that somebody that's come to you with a certain goal and then how they've left you. Yeah, so I've actually got two clients that spring to mind. Mm-hmm. I've got three. Uh, someone that came along to my workshop the other day she first came to me and was having therapy for a really really difficult response it was like she was losing sleep because of presentations that would have to happen Um, couldn't sleep couldn't recover Uh, her nervous system was really just tired of that Mm. god I'm gonna have to you know it was things like backing out from opportunities as well and she knew deep down that she was capable of things like promotion Mm. and so we worked together for only a couple of months really and I spoke to her again the other day on this workshop she said I've got a presentation tomorrow with one of the biggest clients I've ever spoken to and she said I'm not nervous amazing and I was like what like what? I'm still surprised yeah but yeah it is testament to how much that discipline those strategies mm. those exercises that support yeah. can can really help yeah. and th- the biggest fallacy that I see is that 
this state of fear is permanent. It really isn't. I see it time and time again. Mm. Like three people just popped into my head. Yeah. And I it thought, doesn't yeah. have to be that way, does it? You know? No, it doesn't. Yeah. And people that must be amazing more. for you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And that must be amazing for you, though, for then somebody to come to you and say, I'm not nervous anymore. When I first came to you, look at where I was and yeah. look at where I'm now. It's like that whole thing, I'm taking on the world. But just even that confidence that, oh. you know, has changed people's lives. Yeah. Amazing. It was, it's, it's really, really rewarding because I think mm. my frustration with theatre was I wasn't able to do the thing that I loved yeah. more often because yeah. you have one big play and whatever and all your energy goes in. Now it's like being my own, people having their own personal theatre director on call. That's oh, how I, I describe that. it. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's brilliant. I get to do yeah. loads of plays and speak about yeah. loads of different things. <laughs> Oh my god, what play would you put me in, Charlotte? Where what play? What play oh <laughs> god, do you know what? Shakespeare already comes to mind. And I'm like, yeah, there's some amazing, there's some amazing work out there. Actually, if people are thinking about, you know, how could I work on this sort of thing, join joining mm. something like an Amdram group is yeah. brilliant because yeah. this you're all in the same boat. Yes, or learning, all taking that first step, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. amazing. Okay, um, I've just noticed the time, and as as you know, oh I would gosh, lo- I love to talk. Yeah, I'd love to talk, talk. Um, but a really important question I'm I'm going to have to ask you is: please tell me what is your favorite cake? Oh, favorite <laughs> cake. I do think it's carrot cake. Oh yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Amazing. Love a bit of carrot cake. Yeah, great. You can you can definitely come again. <laughs> if, if there was a lemon drizzle mentioned again today, I was like, there's, there's no more. Oh, um, really? Yes, most this people come it. on, it's lemon drizzle, but carrot, yeah, I just love a carrot cake. Yeah. I like a carrot cake because I think it's underestimated. People are like, there is no way that yeah. carrot will taste good. And then you're like, damn, taste it's really it. great. Yeah. yeah, and the ice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Charlotte, you've been absolutely fantastic. If somebody does want me. to, you're welcome. Somebody does want to, um, reach out to you know more about you where can they find you yes the two best places or three best places probably linkedin i'm charlotte lewis instagram charlotte lewis consultant and then they can also email so hello at charlotte-lewis.co.uk fantastic thank you so much my love thank you speak to you soon take care take care Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Fabulous and Female. As always, my leaving message to you is remember to do the one thing that makes you feel fabulous. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review.